Hey, thanks for being here right now. Yay for us. As you know, about twice a year, we do these all-church meetings just to kind of get everybody who feels connected, who feels like a stakeholder, a partner, and cares about what's going on, just to make sure everyone we're communicating. And that's the point of our meeting today. What we'll do is we'll give you a little bit of overview from our perspective, and you'll get to hear from some board members. Chris is going to give us the financial overlay like he usually does, and you'll get a chance to hear from other board members, staff members kind of check in as well and then uh, we'll make time for q a just kind of our regular flow and uh, we don't have any giant things to announce or anything but it is always good to have a time apart from our services just to be with uh, you and to share what's going on and let me let me just back up for a little bit of history just to provide context maybe not everybody's tuned into this we were thinking about it. It was one year ago that we had a very significant all-church meeting, and it was one year ago that we announced that Tom Layden was coming on to do some help with us getting our branding, our uh, digital marketing together, our revamping of how we identify ourselves to the public at large. It was this great gift. That was the good news, as you recall, one year ago, that he was coming on to help us do that. The not-as-good news was we needed him because we were at a place financially where we either see new folks come in or we're going to have to do some restructuring about how we run church because we were kind of upside down financially, which we can cover again if you don't remember all this. Anyway, that was one year ago. Then six months ago was our last all-church meeting where we reported essentially how did those six months go. And as you recall, the short answer was a great start in the digital world. We were, a lot of great things had happened in getting the word out, but it didn't generate immediate, obvious, new butts and seats is the uh, technical term. Uh, we didn't see a ton of new people coming right away, and so it did mean that we had to go through a reorganization. And in June of last year, that's when we talked about that. So we went through this transition period. And that was when, of course, we announced that Charles was going to take a, a sabbatical. He stepped down to work on his, but it did two things. One, it gave him time and energy and space to work on his back condition and his health. And it also relieved the pressure on the financial deal uh, that the church was facing, the staff salary-wise. And then at that time, that's also when Caroline shifted from being full-time River Kids person to a half-time unpaid we call lay pastor overseeing the sermons, overseeing the content, connecting the kids' ministry teachings and sermon series along with what we're doing up here, like she's talked about today. And she made that big position shift. And uh, Amelia Cunard stepped into a full-time role of overseeing our River Kids program, where she had been part-time for many years, but now it was her chance to steer the ship with River Kids. So that was a big change. Kevin Chin moved from a full-time position to a half-time role at the church. That reduced some overhead as well. He made that adjustment. And then, of course, Sarah and I had got the wonderful opportunity to step up, try to kind of steer the ship in general terms. So that's the reorganization we talked about six months ago. And so the point of this meeting essentially is to ask the question, well, how's it going? You know, this is the new season. This is the new, we've been in that new era, that new reorg since June or since the summer anyway. And how's it going? We want to check in and answer that question. I'm going to cut to the chase. I know we're not supposed to cut to the chase, and we're supposed to listen, process, all that. But the, the, sh- the quick answer, the, this is for information, so it's not, there's no connection needed. Um, uh, but the, the short, quick answer is, I think the transition has actually been really good and really smooth, and the, the overall feel, you know, like Larry David would say, pretty, pretty, 
pretty good. I think this, the transition has been smooth into this new era. The continuity, I think you will agree, has felt strong. It hasn't felt like we hit a whole new bumpy road at all uh, with this this reorganization. So we'll, we'll go into, of course, all the details about that, but just to not bury the lead. In case you're wondering, I think uh, I think we all feel like, hey, this is, this is working pretty well. Uh, we're going to unpack all that now. Uh, but that's that's essentially why we're here. Make sense? That's why we're here. Check in. Make sure everyone's kind of tracking with the story. And so one part of the story that we always have to do has to do with finances. And what a joy that we have. Chris Kenny and among a wonderful board, Chris is going to do a check-in. All right. Hey, guys. So oftentimes I think I've, I've mentioned that my love language is charts. You, you laugh, Brent. You laugh. It's true. Um, I'm, I'm told at work that I, like sometimes I put out two bankery kind of uh, outputs. So in any case, uh, oh, well, uh, yeah, sorry, no offense meant. So what I'd say is that what you're, what you're seeing here is what I, I uh, have titled cumulative net income. So when normally you think about a business, you know, it's not like the church is a business, but for lack of a framework, your net income for a church is your donations versus your expenses. So to the extent that the lines are above the months, so here's zero. So the extent we're up here, we have brought in more money than we have spent. And to the extent we are down here, we have spent more money than we have brought in. And this is on the general donation side. What I think is useful about this is it tells two stories. So the first story is like how our donations and expenses sort of develop over the course of a year. So typically during a year, we take in a lot of money at the beginning of the year, like people's bonuses come in, and so we tend to get some good gifts out of that. That also happens a little bit at the end of the year, kind of depends on how people are paid. Uh, and then we, we have a sort of steady state amount of income that we, or donations that we receive on a month-to-month -month basis. And so you'll see is that typically the lines sort of start on the upper left and they move to the bottom right which is not exactly where we'd want things to go. We'd like all the lines to end at zero or above, like if we could. So that's the first story is that through the year, we tend to outspend a little bit of what we've brought in at the beginning of the year. Okay. Now, what I'd say is that the second story I'd like to note here is that this dark blue line, um, the one that's towards the bottom, this is last year. So fiscal year 18, calendar year 18. And the story it tells is that at the very beginning of the year, we didn't bring in a whole lot in excess of our expenses, in part because we were spending money on the marketing campaign. So the marketing campaign ended up being about $100,000 last year when you, say, when you add up everything all together between video and Facebook and Google and, and all the production stuff. And so we ended up having a little bit of an outspend. So call this about May, we sort of trough and then the line goes horizontal. And I think that's really the big story. As John had said, you know, we'd entered the year with this goal to spend money on the marketing campaign to drive the number of people coming to the church because the more people that come to the church, the more donations we bring in, more donations would help offset our expenses. That didn't end up happening. And so around about May, June timeframe where we decided to sort of rejigger how we were running church, uh, we were able to reduce the expense side. And we've been reducing the expense side year over year over year, but you know, this is a little bit more drastic. And so what I think is the big story is this flat line. And the flat line says, 
is that even when you're not in the period of, of time where you're bringing in a lot of money at once, you're sort of bringing in your more steady state donations, that we're more or less flat. So we've matched our donations on the one hand to our expenses on the other. And so that's the big story from my standpoint. Now, it's still below the zero line, so that's not great. But if you're flat, and we start this chart again in fiscal year 19, what I'm hoping is that you know, we bring in a decent amount at the beginning and we'll sort of stay flattish from there, hopefully. That's kind of how I'd like to see things. Now, I think that the line gets a little bit better. There's a couple of little tweaks that towards the end of the year haven't shown up just yet, particularly uh, when the church moved offices. That did two things. One is it reduced the overall rent that we paid. I think we had paid something like $70,000 a year for rent for the church office. That's gone down to fifty, dollars so we're net saving $20,000 a year. So that in and of itself is good. The other is that by actually moving offices, and this is the office we've had for some number of years, we're able to sort of push that expense onto the relocation fund, which is not exactly like the thing that we want to do at the outset of every year, but what it does do is it helps relieve a little bit of pressure on our general. So long story short, cutting to the chase, as John would say, I think that the line should hopefully be flat to a little bit positive this year if everything sort of you know happens as we expect. Just in terms of like how you can see what has happened sort of above the line and below the line is that our general donations in 16, you know, around about 800,000, we had a very large gift in 2017, which inflated that number up closer to 900,000. And then in 18, we've been about 600. So if we're sort of run rate at 600, I think, you know, we'll be doing a decent job. And the expense line, we're at 875 to 836 to 715. I think that number will come down even more. So it's what we should see is that net, 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 we should be pretty flat. We should be about 600 and 600, I think. And in terms of like overall resources, we have about $220,000 in the bank as it relates to the general. And so that's our day-to-day -day operations and $1.8 million in the, uh, in the relocation fund. And so relocation fund, you know, between what we spend for the 13th floor and, and what we spend on the office, and then adding back what interest we earn on some investments, I mean, that's going to go down a, a small amount each year. So we'll have, we have many, many years if we can just sort of keep the status quo. Now, the, the question was, when did uh, the 13th floor start paying? When did we start paying for the school out of the relocation fund? Is it some point in time during 2017? I don't recall exactly when. Towards the end of the year. Okay. So what we would expect is that given the fact that we are more matched on donations and expenses and that we have a what I'd call a slight burn on the relocation fund you know as we exist today we have plenty of time we are good I haven't called the turn you know we haven't done this where we like the line stops going to the bottom right we haven't gone up into the right up into the right would be would be great that's like anyone in finance is like up and to the right. That's fantastic. You love to show those charts. I haven't quite gotten to that chart yet. Next year, maybe, you know, with any luck. You know, if anyone wins the lottery, we'd love a look. Um, 
but yeah, so we have we would expect like the the relocation fund to be down a little bit year over year because we're spending some money on the on the office, is spending some money on here. We're getting some interest income, and I'd expect that our general funds are going to be m more or less in line with that number of being flat towards the end of the year here uh, is a trend that continues. We'll, we'll make sure there's plenty of time for Q&A uh, at the end, and you can ask us or board member or, or financial stuff, and we'll get nitty-gritty as much as you want. Uh, maybe we, we'll continue on this like broad overview uh, stuff first, because we do want you to have a chance to hear from other board members. We'll check in with Charles and, and, and the rest. But just overall, how, how is this going? I, I think uh, from my vantage point, we'll let Sarah share too, of course, um, I think it's been really has been a smooth transition. It has been a pretty a relatively painless transition into this new era and this new organization that we're in. The, I think the old stuff, so to speak, basically the Sunday services, River Kids, some of our group and leadership structures, the things that have been in place still feel stable and good. And then we're also um, excited about some of the new things that we've had a chance to try too. Maybe you can talk about like the book club and about Brunch Church, what we've learned there. Yes, uh, I wasn't listening to him when he was... Uh... <laughs> I was planning what I was going to say. Right. I, I got a sermon you should listen to. Oh, dear. Anyway, book club and brunch church. When we changed our roles, I think John and I really felt like we're going to be increasing what we're doing, so let's do something that is really a part of who we are and plays to how we're wired and reflects that because we will have energy for that but we won't have energy to do what other people think we should do. And so two things that came from that. One is this Blue Ocean Book Club. We're in the fifth round of that, and we've started this four-week thing where we gather people. You've heard me talk about it. And it's been really life-giving for John and I to be a part of. It's enabled us to be a part of just fascinating, fun conversations week after week after week. And... I hear that the people who come enjoy it as well and feel that same way. And the great thing about it is that it is such a great connection point for people who have been around forever and for people who are brand new. So it's just been this great combination of something that we enjoy doing, hosting, and People enjoy coming over. So that's been a lot of fun. The other thing is brunch church. We knew that with a reduced cap staffing capacity and with our volunteers not having a second service to go to, that we needed to reduce the number of times we offered River Kids a month. And we also felt like we wanted to up this idea of connecting in a non-row environment with all ages. And so that's where Brunch Church was born. And we continue to tweak it and play with it. But we're really having a lot of fun with that. And we feel like it really reflects our community, gives a chance to get to know each other in a different way, and to be a part of something bigger than what just happens on the 13th floor midweek. Anything you'd add? I think we really feel like we've hit something strong with Brunch Church because it has this multiple levels of things that it does for the community. We, we always feel like this, the strength of our community really is our community. 
you know, we, yes, we do services. I think we have compelling sermons and offer a lot and music and all the rest, but really it's this. And so that kind of leans into our strength. At the same time, it reduces some of the pressure that has existed in the, the system or, or the volunteers more practically. So both of those things have been a good on-ramp and um, it's been interesting to see. Then the other thing that's been happening is the SEO work, the search engine optimization. So Tom Layden came a year ago and helped us refine our messaging, essentially. And we did some advertising and tried to get the word out. And we, we saw some, some fruit from that. Not a flood of people, but a trickle of people. It's been steady ever since we did that. But what we've done most recently is shift from the SEO people to a new agency that's in uh, Pennsylvania that Tom Layden found us. The people who were actually pulling the levers on the internet, were we didn't think were that great. And the ones we've now hooked up with really are a whole nother level of engagement that they're uh, getting our materials out there and figuring out how to make sure that we are findable on Google. That's really essentially what SEO means, right? So Tom Layden helped us really get great at crafting our message and putting it out there online for people who want to check us out. But then you got to be sure that you are findable when people start looking. And that's the work that's now happening behind the scenes. And it's good. We just got our first report. And it's, it's actually much cheaper. Than, than it used to be too, so that's a win-win. You can see the numbers are climbing with the numbers of people who are engaging with our website and the hits. And I'll give you an anecdote that kind of illuminates this. Two weeks ago, got an email. I got an email out of the blue saying, hey, do you guys officiate weddings? Any chance you could do ours? We've been looking for someone, found you on Google, and we really like what we see on the River website. It really kind of resonates. I'm from a Catholic background, kind of nominally, my partner is, has no faith background, but we like you guys. Would you be any interested? I said, well, you know, man, don't usually do weddings outside. Maybe you could just come and check us out. And so they came. This couple showed up on Brunch Church just a couple weeks ago, um, sat with some of you guys, and, and by the end of it, we're thinking, this is amazing. They saw the life and the, the energy of the community and said, this is amazing, wrote us right afterward and said, we loved what we experienced. We want to sign up for the seven principles. They did sign up for the seven principles Gottman class. Can we meet you for coffee? Because we want to kind of speed our involvement in this church. It really feels alive. That's a fun, brand new experience. But we're hearing that time and time again, that when people find us, they're looking for what we do, and they are much quicker to engage with us than they ever used to be. So when we were just like trying to say, we're a church and, you know, we're not that bad. Come check us out. You know, compare us to the rest. It was, people would come and they'd suss us out. But now what happens is they, they know very quickly what we're all about. Our videos, our presentation, the way that we're presented on the website allows them to realize, if, it, if I feel it when I go there, I think I'm going to like it. And we're seeing that happen. So that's, that's very exciting. And you, you yourself have probably noticed new faces, people coming in just about every single week. And that we're getting found you on Google. And so it's a, it's a nice combination where we're finally seeing that happen. Again, a trickle, but a significant one. Let's just do like more of a, maybe a personal check-in. Tell you what I felt, what Sarah's felt. I think you're obviously going to want from here from Caroline. Maybe, Amelia, you could just check in on what it's been like for you. So six months in to this new era, I feel good. The, you know, this is, this is what, what we came to do, to build a community with all of you that, that does all the stuff we talk about. And so I feel pretty energized. It's more work, and it's more time, more energy. I'm more tired. But 
generally feeling upbeat. And, you know, I like stuff that works. <laughs> so when the SEO works or Blue Ocean Club or Brunch Shirts, it's like, yay, it's fun to be connected with things that don't suck. Um, <laughs> and so I'm feeling pretty energized. So uh, when we first started talking about this transition, I was not one to jump on the bandwagon and saying, yay, I can't wait to be up front and, and, and do this. I really needed to think about it quite a bit. And, and I took it very seriously. And I prayed about it. And I thought about it. And I thought, this isn't something that I can do just because they need me to do it. Because that's just not going to work in this instance. It really, I really have to feel like it's inside of me to do. I have something unique to contribute. And that's all I've got. And so I decided to do it, in case you were wondering. And it's been six months, and it's been really great. It's been really good to work as a team looking for what is my unique contribution to this and how can I lean in that, into that, not shy away from it, and have faith that that is enough. And it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. These things that we're doing have been really life-giving. And so uh, it's been a good thing. Yeah, we're a little pooped sometimes. But in general, I think uh, feeling really good about it. I would say, too, that it's been really fun for me, and I think probably for all of us, to watch Sarah and Caroline kind of move this ball forward in a very, very interesting way. Because we've always felt like, love Charles and Caroline so much and the combination of what we all bring is what makes this thing go. So Caroline, maybe you could come. What's it been like for you? It's been good. It's been great. Charles and I was part of the team that started the church, but I've never been so visible at the church. And I don't, to be honest with you, always love that. <laughs> but that's just my personality. And I think I'm getting used to it. I love and really appreciate being able to connect the grown-up service with the, what's happening with the rest of the church, children and youth, um, making that connection as somebody who's worked with kids for more than 10 years. That feels like a huge step for me. It's been really fun to bring in more faces to share their stories. I feel like that's really core to who we are. Um, like John talked about, the best thing about our church is our church. But it's also core to what our approach to faith is. Center set everyone journeying together from where they're at and being able to hear stories, not just from the few people, but uh, from other people who are part of the community who may look more like you, who may have been in more in a, your situation, similar jobs. It's not always fun to listen to the pastors whose job is, you know, very different from you. <laughs> and I feel like the sharings have been really, really powerful. The Advent season was really fun for me to be able to envision something and bring it together and have other people do the job for you. So that was wonderful. I love uh, working with Sarah. Um, we have different gift sets, so I like setting up the service time and the content so that you know she can and other people can come in and deliver the real good. So that's been working really well for me, and it's a lot less stress for me than coming up with uh, 
35 minute talk where I have to do everything. And uh, I think it's better. So that's been fun. So I, I look forward to dreaming up different ways to bring the whole church together, even on the stage, represent who we are. And sort of the lecture style service is, it's the traditional and a lot of people love it. Um, and there's something very uh, stimulating and positive about it, but also kind of in exploring and experimenting with the different formats to really accentuate our strength and it becoming more than intellectual experience, but more of a actual life experience where we do it together. So that's been really rewarding for me. You know, Amelia, I think it'd be fun to hear from your perspective as well. While she's coming up, I'll do a quick check-in with, or just let you know what we recently talked with Kevin. Kevin moved down to a halftime position. Kevin Chin is, well, it was so fun to hear Kevin share. Oh, there he is. Hi, Kevin. Don't listen to this. Don't want to get a big head. <laughs> Kevin is carrying so many details for this thing to work. And I think he's uh, done a tremendous job, shifted down in his number of hours, but everything from pizza to posting sermons to writing checks. I mean, there's a boatload of operational details that Kevin does week in, week out, and, and he's staying energized, and it's a lot of fun to work with. And then the other thing that's happened since uh, six months ago is that we hired Joy O as a part-time assistant with uh, Amelia in River Kids. So she works 12 hours a week. Joy comes in, and uh, there she is. Hello, Joy. Joy has been just tremendously helpful. She's working with the preschool and uh, nursery, right? Kind of overseeing that, particularly on Sundays, but adding a lot to the team as well in a part-time basis. Amelia, I think it'd be great to hear from you. You also had a pretty big shift um, moving from your part-time River Kids position to chief River Kids person. And I think we all know, again, cutting to the chase, she's a but how has it felt? Can you tell us? I didn't know I'm going to be standing here today. <laughs> um, I, I think the transition has been pretty smooth, I feel. Um, I mean, prior to a lot of change that happened six months ago, I've been working here part-time, so I kind of know what's, you know what's going on. So transition has been, I feel like it's been pretty smooth, and we, I feel like we all work great as a team, so that's good, to, you know. I think one of the challenging things when I moved to a full-time position is like, oh, now I see everything. And you're like, oh, okay, I see more challenges. <laughs> so um, <laughs> one of the challenges that we had when we our numbers go down a little bit is that to find volunteers, enough volunteers for this 50 kids that we have, you know. So that, that was challenging. But I think we have some kind of structures right now. For example, the branch church happens once a month. That kind of elevate the burdens uh, for the River Kids team, which is which is great. That means you know people who have been working with us for years, they're not so burned out so easily. So that's good. And also to be able to see like, oh, the children and us, we're together. And I feel like sometimes for the River Kids volunteers to be on this third floor and fifth floor week after week, it can get really uh, disconnected from a larger community. So Brown Church not only gives us a break, but also gives the volunteers a way to come back and join us as a larger church. So that, that's been enjoyable and um, great. 
we just moved into a new office. That's also really great. So if you haven't been to our new office, you should come by. Uh, we have larger windows and brighter, so that's great. Another thing what I usually do in the office is not just the river kits, but also a lot of graphic works and a lot of more on the whatever we see, <laughs> there's a need, and we'll just fill in. But it's, it's been great so far. The transition has been smooth. Great. <laughs> it's really been fun. So we're like the three full-time people now. It's like just the three of us. And then, then these other people show up from time to time, too, and it's a lot of fun. But that's been great. I'm going to invite the board to make comments in a moment, board members, so anything that we've missed, they can chime in. A couple announcements that, that are, are pertinent little bits of data. One of them has to do with we have hired Caroline Park at a minimum wage. Is, am I getting this right? In order for the Park family to buy into our insurance, now remember, she went without pay back in June, and we decided that she was worth a minimum wage, part-time position. 20, 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week, minimum wage. It's a pretty good deal, frankly. Uh, um, but that, that's reflected in the numbers, that bookkeeping thing, in order to make it possible for them to purchase insurance through us, and uh, that's one practical thing that happened. Here's one that's uh, a little bit bigger. We did a lot of soul-searching research and consideration about bandwidth. You know, we really are operating on a small team now. It is different. I, I think there maybe runs the risk because it, it's felt pretty smooth. You may not be aware that, you know, we're running fairly hot because it's a small team and we're trying to cover all these things. So we have, uh, with the board's input and the staff, made a decision that we would like to press pause for the river retreat in 2019 and start planning for river retreat 2020, take a year off. The truth is we don't really have a bandwidth to pull that off at the given pace that we're running this summer. So the, for the first time in uh, many years or longer, the church is always in a retreat. But this year, I think we, we've recognized we're not going to be able to pull that off. Uh, given where things are at. But we do want to start planning for 2020, go back to Honors Haven, do what we do. So that's that's a big big piece of news. Can I invite the board members, if, if you want to say something, to come and do that? Um, and I'd love for you to use a microphone because, as I mentioned, we're recording this. Here comes Mandy Hildenbrand. <gasps> you just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh, you, don't, you don't like this? Happy birthday! I used to really like this church. Um, <laughs> I just want to come up and say, I think when you have the staff talking and being like, you guys, I promise, we're doing great. It can feel like, are we really doing great? Like, how does this really go? I'll say everything that the staff have said so far rings completely true as somebody who's been on the board and seen. Oh, I also want to underscore that it was difficult coming to the decision where we are in terms of this changing the staffing and downsizing and all of that. Um, there was a lot of care and consideration that went into that, I think particularly by well everybody, but I saw it in particular from Sarah just making sure that she was being true to who she was and how she runs this. And so I'll say that uh, something I love about this church and what keeps me here is I do think that we're driven by faith. I do think there's a strong presence of God with us. Uh, and I get emotional talking about it. <laughs> but just the care um, that everybody has put into this, not just the staff, but I think everybody in seat, um, just to trust and to go along with 
as we go through different seasons of the church, it's made us feel like a very strong community. And actually, this is the most at peace that I think the church has felt in a very long time. We feel stable. It feels like we're taking care of each other. And I really feel like God's in it also. So I just wanted to say that as someone who's seen a lot of it and been in a lot of the meetings that have been great and hard, um, this really does feel like a good space right now. And so I want to thank everybody for that. Wow, that was nice. Melinda, Molly, Peter, do you guys want to say anything? Okay, if it comes up during Q&A. I'll say one thing. Okay, Molly. Just to sort of reemphasize what Chris you know, was saying on the financial picture that we showed earlier, I, just over the past, I would say, two years or so, at every board meeting, there was always a talk of, are we going to get a golden egg, you know, or a meaning are we going to get a, a big outsized donation to kind of, you know, see us through or how much runway do we have left before this plane crashes and essentially how much longer can we go at the burn rate that we're running before we run out of funds completely. And I will say at the last board meeting, golden egg did not come up once. How much runway we have did not come up once because we're finally, you know, living within our means, so to speak. And I think that's a really great feeling for everyone. I think it gives the board a lot more freedom, the staff a lot more freedom to sort of be at a position where we're operating from strength now and can kind of move forward in the new direction without having to constantly be worrying about cutting expenses or right sizing or any of these other considerations that have really been weighing on everybody very heavily over the last couple of years. So I just want to say thanks to the staff. They've just done an amazing job through the transition. It has been really, really smooth. And I just um, want to say thank you guys also for sticking with us throughout this past couple of years where it has been challenging and there have been lots of changes. And I, and I feel very confident that that chart is going to be up and to the right uh, sooner than we might even expect. So thanks. Thanks, Molly. Okay, Melinda, yeah, I figured there I just wanted to echo on what Molly said because I came, I'm the newest member of the board and when I first came to the board, it was all talk about, oh, how much time do we have left till we crash? And I was just like <laughs> feeling the burden of how big this would be if, if I came on the board and suddenly now the church is. <laughs> so I was really, I'm, I'm really grateful for you all for all sticking with us during this time, but also being so flexible and just showing how strong of a community we actually have. And I want to also say that thank you to the new people who have just come and have just jumped right in. Like, I mean, I've noticed it. And, you know, people that, like, I'm like, wow, like, I just love you all. And I'm so grateful that you guys connect with, with what we're trying to do here. And, um, yeah, so thank you. And thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, Melinda. Okay, so let's go to a Q&A time, and I'm going to start because there's one giant question that we haven't hit yet, and it has to do with Charles. I know that we're all wanting to know, what have the six months been like for you? How is it going for you? We're, I think that's probably the, one of the biggest questions. Isn't it fun to have Charles just here? Thank you. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's been just wonderful to have the six months off. My back is so much better. I still haven't gained all the functionalities. Like, I still can't open doors, so I sometimes find myself stuck outside. Just, you know, I can't get into buildings, you know. I just have to stand around until someone comes in or <laughs> comes out, you know. So those kinds of things are hard, but it's so much better than before. 
In terms of uh, chronic pain, just 24-7, it's much less. I just feel very grateful for this chance to really focus on rehabbing my back and getting better, and it's really in a positive direction it's been going. So thank you for that. I feel great. Uh, the church seems great. Come every Sunday, and, <laughs> you know, it seems like it's going great without skipping a beat, and so I wonder, you know, so, you know, was I really necessary? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. It's going great as it is. So, you know, that's been very uh, comforting uh, to know that it's going well and feels good. Good? <laughs> yeah. That's a good report. All right, so why don't we go to Q&A, and this can be for anybody. Meaning you can ask any question, and if it's for a board member or for any of us or just in general, and this will be the last thing we do. So any questions, and I'll, I'll try to repeat them for the sake of the uh, recording. You're saying you've noticed since, since this transition where uh, Caroline's taken over and Sarah has participated more that we have a lot more, from a female perspective, a lot more women speakers kind of represented also in how we look at the scripture and the rest. So that's a great question. I mean, as a woman, <laughs> I tend to see things from women's perspective. <laughs> and uh, um, so that's definitely part of, you know, like having more women speakers and representation matters because, you know, men can't quite see things from the same point of view for a very good reason. It's probably been brewing for the last 10 years as I worked with kids because it involved a lot of different ways of looking at the stories in the Bible and communicate in ways that are consistent with our approach to faith, uh, our belief about God being love and all that. So for probably the last 10 years, it was a lot of wrestling with how do I read this? How do I communicate with this? So there's that. And also it probably the process has accelerated a little bit last semester when I took a course at Union from this amazing, brilliant woman professor. <laughs> yes, theology. That sort of confirmed a lot of things that I've been already seeing. It's not that this perspective is necessarily better, but that it has been unheard for a long time that we feel good about sort of making up the lost time a little bit here. Uh, and at first, I was actually nervous about people saying it's all women all the time. <laughs> Even the guest speakers were all women for like uh, several months. And I remember like at one point, except for some of you guys sharing, the main speakers were women for like three months straight. But then I remembered Nobody says anything if it were men for three months. So uh, we don't need to really be nervous about it. And we have some speakers, definitely John and Peter, pitch in for us. So, yes, it's intentional, but it's also part of who we are, I think, is coming out. Yeah. How can you, as a partner and a church member, help us get the word out if you're not a social media whiz kid is that kind of what you're saying 
Well, I think, you know, the old school stuff works when, you, when, when it comes up that you're able to share your perspective and what you're feeling, you're experiencing yourself with people who might be interested in it. That's usually the most persuasive thing of all. So I, I'm kind of like you. And uh, I know of a few other people who are like me, where he wants to have a conversation with someone, and then he wants to like say, oh, I'm going to be there Sunday, check it out, or what, uh, however you would do it. So we have postcards that have our, our website on it so that people would have some information. But I think that what is helpful for me when, when I want to share is looking through the videos and taking the information that's online and processing it myself, and then thinking, okay, how can I relate this in my conversations to people? Because we do have a good message online. So it might be all of us getting really familiar with that, looking at it, listening to it, and then thinking, oh, if I'm more of an interactive person, and I'm familiar with that, it will flow more easily in my interactions with people. How did it feel for me? Uh, to shift into a women-led church. <sighs> so I grew up with three sisters and a strong mother, right? A family of five. And I grew up in a really great home in that regard. And so I like it, honestly. I really do. I think it's about time that, that, that it shifts. I really have kind of been applauding this idea that, you know, it's time for some new voices, and I, I can speak, and I don't mind doing it, but really, I can enjoy it. I think being surrounded by Sarah and Caroline and Amelia, you know, it's like home. It's like home, and I think it's been really, really fun. I like it. Items of prayer on the big macro level like the office move by the way the office move was a great move because not only does it save us money you know it's just it's basically the same location the space is better we actually think it's going to suit us much better we're getting we're going to fire off the relationship class this week and it should be good and we'll start hosting groups there that has been a big deal and it's been part of the fresh new start that we've needed too that represents how we're working now. It feels right to have a new space. I don't know that there's another big operational thing. We want to kind of keep it moving in the same direction. Obviously, the next big ticket item will be the 40 Days of Faith. The, the Lenten season is always big, and it will be again. If that coincides, as we think it will, with some of the search engine stuff and the, the work that's happening on that front, we'll probably see more and more new people walking through these doors and inviting them to take part in the whole process that we usually do for the 40 Days of Faith. That's, that's always big, and I know that for those of you who've been around a long time, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, here comes 40 Days of Faith and daily Bible guides or whatever. It can be a little bit like, you know, been around a while. I've done that a few times. I would encourage you to not take that attitude. Instead, think, you know what? I know there's a lot of people who are doing this for the first time in our church because they are new. And I want to be with them in that rather than, yeah, we, I used to do that when I was new, too. You know, I, I think it would, there's something beautiful when it really does have that communal feel like most of us are participating in this thing. That's, that's a big macro coming up. What about the retreat? Yeah, it, it, was, it was not easy because it, there's something fabulous, and particularly from the vantage point of the kids. 
the fact that the kids think it's the most elegant, most amazing place on planet Earth, it's like, just wait a few years, you're going to realize it's not that great. But um, it is special, and it was, it was a tough decision. Didn't come easy. And it, we're, we're serious about 2020. But yes, the other answer is we absolutely are looking for something else to do that just gets us out and about and throws the clump of families and people and singles, everybody together um, for some outings of some sort. We, we've thought about that, beaches or picnics or some sort of lunches or something extended we could do in the summer. And um, it, at some point, we'll start fishing for help and pulling those things off And because uh, there is something great about that. So yes, short answer is yes. Anything else you want to ask in the public forum? Of course, you're welcome to approach us individually if you'd rather do that. Well, then I think we're going to wrap it and feel like, well, it was a good check-in. We did what we came to do. Sarah's going to lead us in one final liturgy, and then we'll be done. So we're going to say a closing liturgy together. I'm going to say uh, the, f the first line, and you say what is in parentheses. Here we go. God is building a home. God's building a home on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ himself. God's fitting us all together, and each of us belongs. God is building a home. Jesus be the center of our lives and our church. Amen.